Hello, hello. Thank you for joining me today. This is the Spicy Pecan Podcast. Have you ever had a dream that that you um you had you 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 could you do you you want you you could do so you you do you could. Thank you for joining me on another episode of the Spicy Pecan Podcast. Welcome back. You are joined by the spiciest pecan, Nina. I will be hosting for you and I'm excited. Um, Listen, if you are new to the show, make sure to uh, like and subscribe so that you'll be notified of when shows come out. If you are listening on um, Apple Pod or Google Play or any of the podcast directories, Spotify, all that good stuff, leave a review. Be sure to leave a review and um, share the episode if you enjoyed it with someone that you think would like it. Um, I always appreciate the support, guys. You guys are amazing. Like, I just love doing the show because I get to connect with so many cool people. Um, your, Your stories and your ideas are just amazing. Listen, today I am super, super excited. We have a hometown hero, (laughs) Um, Tanisha Marie, representing South Jersey, Philly, specifically Camden. She is a local artist that I met at a uh, black cannabis event in Trenton, and she was performing and she was fantastic, okay? Acapella with music, all that. This girl is very, very talented. And I love that she's local. She was super easy to talk to. And I was like, girl, you got to be on my show. So she's going to be joining us on the show today. We're going to go over, um, we're going to leave the uh, current events for another week. Um, I did want to, before we start the episode, I want to send my condolences to um, everyone who it was in Haiti, um, you know, experiencing, we, I, well, people died. Um, people were injured because of the severe weather, um, the storms that were happening there. And my condolences to anyone um, who was in Afghanistan, rel- uh, related to anyone in Afghanistan who experienced the explosion blast today. This stuff is still developing. It is very, very, very sad, all of this. Um, so, you know, the only thing that I could do is just offer my condolences and prayers to the people who have lost loved ones. But we want to keep it a little light. That's another reason why we're not going to do any news this week. Um, The news cycle is providing you with enough horror. (laughs) And I just want to keep everything light this week. We'll get back into the trenches with, you know, certain things that are important. But today is all about relationships and, you know, stats about relationships. I came across this really cool article that we'll get into. So without further ado, let's get into it. So guys, I am so excited to introduce our guest, Tanisha Marie. Like I said, I met her at a Black Cannabis event. She was singing acapella. She was singing with the music. She was dancing. She was all over the room. Everybody was so entertained. And I was like, I have to meet this girl. So that's exactly what I did. I rolled up on you. (laughs) You sure did. Smiling and everything. I could I couldn't help but talk to you for a minute. I'm like, who is this girl with this smile coming up to me? <laughs> uh, and I, I just have to say again, like your um your music is very uplifting. Your music is a definite vibe, very positive, um, <clears throat> real, but also you have a lot of very inspirational type of music. Um, 
where can people find your uh your like all your current music i know you've done a couple of videos and things like that right Right. Um, so all my current music is actually not released yet, okay. but I do have a few projects that um, are on all platforms. So if you type in Tanisha Marie on any platform, uh, my EP is called Alpha. I made that last August. So it's been wow. It's been a year now since I made that. Um, you can find that there. And uh, if you follow me on Instagram at Tanisha Marie Music, that's where you, you can keep up to date with the things that I am doing. Because I'm in the progress of making a music video, you know, putting out new music, working on a movie soundtrack. So that's wow. the best way to reach everything is, uh, is Tanisha Marie Music. Yeah. So tell us about tell us about the movie, uh, the movie soundtrack. Oh, my goodness. It's amazing. Um, there's actually a movie called Picture Boy. And uh, it's it's based in Camden. It's filmed in Camden. It's about um, a boy in Camden who grows up and has to choose, you know, between following his own path or following his family's path. I can't give too much away because I want wow. you guys to come see it. But um, yeah, I'm working on the, the movie soundtrack for it. And the, the collaboration between people is amazing. That's what stands out to me the most is like everybody are melanated and they're working together. And that's what I'm all for, you know. Everybody's just working so well together, collaboration, the names and the talent that's a part of this project. I just feel like it's going to put us on the map, you know, Camden as a whole, uh, our people as a whole. Yes. Put us on the map. So I'm excited about that. Even I'm just honored to even have a song or even just to sit, you know, and, and watch it being created because I'm sitting back and observing from a higher perspective. I'm like, this, this is really going to do good. You know, this is so good for our community. So, Absolutely. Yeah, um, the trailer's out now, and it's going to be in the AMC theaters in the fall. So, Wow, so when did they start filming? I didn't even know this project was happening. Yeah, they started filming um, in August, I believe. Okay. Are they still yeah. filming? Yes, they're still they're still in the middle of filming. Okay, mm-hmm. you gotta you, we gotta talk about that offline. Definitely, I gotta um I gotta figure out who's who's who over there. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, I can send you the link to the trailer and, you know, you can follow that. Their page is called Movie Monsters and they're the ones who um, give you the updates on everything. So very nice. Yeah. Can't well, get too hear- much away, but it's amazing. Trust yeah. me. Yeah. Y'all heard it here first. I'll definitely I'll grab those links for you from you and I'll put those in the show notes for anyone who's interested to, you know, stay on top of that. Oh, that One would be thing we definitely do here is we always support local. Like I could tell you were on that vibe anyway, because that black cannabis event was, that's all that is. It's about mm-hmm. melanated people. It's for anybody, but mm-hmm. it's really for melanated people to get together, network and business, creative, all that. Um, and I just loved it. So yeah. dope. Awesome. That's how we grow, you know, we have to have something of our own as a people. We have to. Absolutely. Especially in areas like Camden, where they've basically stripped everything. Anytime there's like something positive happening, it seems like they just try to break it down and, you know, tear it up. So we have to protect the things that are working and the things that, you know, are positive for the community. So important to me. So important to me. And I feel like if we all put our minds together with the strength that we have, you know, as women, as as people, the strength that we have, we can do so much if we just stick to it. Because we do have a lot of things that are trying to tear us down. Left and right, there's always something that's trying to divide us. But if we use that inner strength that we have and collaborate with other pe- like-minded people who see the potential, unstoppable, you know? I love it. I love it. Well, listen, 
as we already said, we're not going to get into any news. The news has been absolutely crazy and we don't even want to touch it. We want to stay on high vibration. <laughs> we want to just have fun with this show. So we actually, um, I came across this article on Modern Gentlemen, and I'll put the link in the show notes, but this article was actually chuck full of these crazy statistics that you would have never even known about like relationships and how we kind of deal with each other in relationships. So I thought that would be a good thing for us to kind of chop up about. Let me ask you with your music, do you, um, do you do like heavy relationships, like um, are you going to have like breakup music, you know, or anything like that coming out? Um, you know, what's interesting. I love that question. Um, so I started out, you know, as a, a motivational artist who, you know, wanted to touch on topics that people were too scared to talk about consciously. But as life started happening to me, because I'm an artist and I, I speak through my music <laughs> about my experiences. Yes, I, I did start writing about love. <laughs> Um, actually, the the number one played song on my EP was called The Night Show. And it was about the first time I got my heart broken. And it was the worst time I ever, the worst time I've ever had, you know, and I built up the courage to talk about it. And it was the the one that everybody related to the most, you know, so I do, um, I, I do have a bunch of love. And now I'm leaning more towards the positive sides of relationships. So yes, that's something that um, I love to talk about, you know, because yeah. I love it. I love love and I love, you know, even even the hard parts of it. It's so good to talk about, you know, because everybody everybody's looking for love. So why not share our experiences, even if it's not a good experience, even if it is a good experience? I love talking about relationships because you can learn so much in your own relationship or your future relationship, you know? Absolutely. I think we learn so much in each experience. But one of the stats was actually about like how people meet. So your your last relationship did you guys meet in person did you meet online because online actually is becoming you know primary yeah I seen that I seen that um I don't know what percentage it was but they were saying that a lot of online relationships actually work out you know but I'm not opposed to it I'm not opposed to it I'm just opposed to strictly online dating like if I can't see you if I can't make that initial chemistry in person then I don't know who I'm dealing with, you know. Um, but the the breakup, the heartbreak that I had, we actually met at work. And that's okay. it wasn't in the statistics, but I I know that a lot of people do meet at work. Whether it works out or not, I don't know. But <laughs> yeah, because you know. a lot of these stats actually came from Tinder. Tinder does, I guess they they do a lot of surveying of their people. I've I don't think I've ever been on that platform. Um, mm-hmm. but I guess they do a lot of surveys for people, and one of them was. It said, according to Tinder, 72% of millennials have consciously remained single until they meet the one. I wrote that down. Yeah, that was so interesting. And it says uh, 40% of millennials claim they're not willing to settle just to be in a relationship. I feel like that went hand in hand. And And where do you think that comes from? What I mean, because that's that has to be totally different from our parents generation. How old are you? Like you're a millennial? Yeah, I'm 25. So, okay. All right. All right. Yeah, I, I think, you know what it is? This is a shift in, in, there's been a shift, you know, and I feel like people are more, are coming, becoming more self-aware, you know, and Agreed. they're realizing that they want to focus on themselves versus needing someone else to depend on, you know, at least for me as a millennial, that's why I stay single for so long is because number one, I realized I have a lot of issues that I have to deal with that I do not want to bring into a relationship with somebody else. 
me personally. Oh, I do not want to project yeah. all those insecurities onto a person. And number two, I didn't feel like I was where I needed to be. Number three, I didn't want a relationship to distract me from my career. So maybe that could be like a culmination of things as to why, you know, millennials are staying single for so long. Yeah. What do you think? I mean, I think I think also societally, um, I think the only reason marriage lasted as long as an institution um, was because it was like you had the society pressure to get married. Mm. And now with people being more like, look, I'm going to tell you what gender I am. I'm going to tell you what sexuality I am, where we're, we're getting all into like that type of stuff. It opens it up more. So it's not so much like, all right, girl, you 25, where your husband? Because, mm-hmm. you know, 50 years ago, it literally would have been that less, less than that. You're 20 years old. You're 18 years old. Let's, let's get you. Yeah. Husband. And in some places in the country, it's still like that. And in some places around the world, it is still very much like that. So I think that as people, like you said, I think people are having an awakening. People are a lot more, they're more conscious about marriage and relationships. I don't think that we believe in all the things that our parents did. Um, I think that we're kind of just realizing like, well, there, it's not, marriage isn't really about the one or true love. It's marriage is just not leaving. That's it. Like there, I don't feel like there's no trick to marriage. I don't feel like there's any magic about marriage. I feel like marriages last when you just decide not to leave. And we have too many options these days. People don't, people do not, you know, they won't stay if they feel like, you know, like I said, 50 years ago, your husband cheats on you. That's something that you're going to work through in your marriage. Mm -hmm. You know, somebody gets sick. That's something that you're going to work through in your marriage today. mm, Yeah, there's so many different outlets that you can go to. Oh, it's not working out. Let me go talk to this person over here that I've been following on Instagram for a long time, you know, right. or it's, it's, it's so much easily, more easily accessible, you know, to find different people. And also, I feel like it has to do with attention spans, too, because technology has sped up so much. I feel like everyone's attention span has, has sped up as, or, or has slowed down. I think I think I said that right. Basically, what I was trying to say is people don't invest in things for a long period of time. You know, yeah. you're so quick to, we are so quick to go to the next thing or quick to leave this people person. off. We're the cutoff. We're time. literally the cutoff generation. Like, yeah. I mean, we like the canceling people and all that stuff that that's what we basically do to people. The first thing that we don't like is a red flag. The first thing that we don't like is, you know, I, I'm, I'm not, I don't got time for that. You know what I mean? And it's like, but we all have red flags. We all have them. There's no person walking around that doesn't have one red flag about them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like we're not perfect, but no, that was definitely a, a good point. What about what about diving more into millennials? 40% of millennials claim they're not willing to um, settle for the wrong individual just to be in a relationship. And 70% of millennials want to get married um, according to that relationship one, stats. That one was very interesting to me because I felt like the desire to get married has becoming has been becoming less and less. So when I saw 70%, I'm like, wow, there's still hope. And, you know, I always put myself in, in 
the process because I am a millennial and my thought process about marriage is this deep 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 down I still want to get married you Mm -hmm. know I still love the idea of a marriage of being with one person for the rest of your life marrying your best friend you know having your family there but then on the surface I feel like it's almost impossible nowadays because of the the whole idea about every every man cheats every guy has cheated you know every girl cheats Mm -hmm. You know, when you look at these famous couples, they, they, they've been cheated on, you know, that's always in my head. Um, but I don't know. It makes me feel good that there's still hope, you know, that 70% of people still want to get married, you know, um, and marriage is not for everybody, but for those of the people that want to get married, you know, I'm, I'm excited that there's still hope and it's still, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I definitely, I would like to get married, but I just don't. I'm afraid of, because like with marriage, you know, you get up there and regardless of the religion, there's always that one line, um, like forever or till death do us part. And in that promise, you're, you're making a promise to God in front of all of your family, in front of everybody that you love and respect. And I just don't think that it's as simple to get a divorce as people think. Like you get a divorce and, and you get a divorce, fine. But you made a promise to God that you were going to stay with this person until they died. What does mm-hmm. that look like on the other side? I know mm-hmm. that sounds crazy, but that's literally how my mind works. I'm like, why would I sign up to make a pact with God and you? And I don't know a thousand percent that you're not going to try to get out of this because there are going to be pockets where we're not going to be in love. There's going to be times where we're not going to be best friends. There's going to be, if you talk to anybody who's been married for like 35, 40, 50 years, they have literally had pockets where they did not like each other. And the only reason they stayed is because they stayed. (laughs) Like, you know what I mean? It's so I think that's why I was saying the societal pressure when you have your aunt coming in and being like, let's counsel your marriage. And you got the neighbor up the block that's married and saying, y'all can't get a divorce. That's where it was a lot easier to have marriages because there was so much respect with it. When people found out that y'all was having trouble, your family would get involved, you know, like people would get involved to try to counsel y'all and keep it together. But I don't think we, we don't have that support anymore for marriage. Most people, most of your girlfriends and friends is going to be like, girl, leave them. Girl, leave her. I can't believe you stayed. Exactly. Nobody supports it. It's like, I don't know. I don't know. I think that's why if you do decide to get married, I feel like it should be to your best friend because that way you have that person to work things out with. The person you're working things out with is a person you got married to, you know, that's how I feel. If, if, if you marry your best friend, then you have someone to confide in at all times, you know, I don't know. That is true. But, you know, I'm 36. That's why I'm like, I'm still a millennial. (laughs) Technically, I'm still a millennial, but I'm 36. And I just, I don't see, I don't know. I don't, I just don't see it. I don't see, I don't see like the support of, of keeping, keeping relationships together. Like most of my friends who have, you know, all right, well, think about it like this your best friend in elementary school. Most of us aren't really best friends with our best friend in elementary school. Our best friends in high school, 
We're not really best friends with our best friends in high school, a lot of us. Your best friends in college, you're not really best friends with them. So that's the thing. It's like, you always go into it. Yeah, we're going to stay together forever. But do they have that grit to really make it work? You know what I mean? Do they have that grit to stay even when it gets hard? Mm -hmm. So who knows? (laughs) But look, wait, I wanted to bring this one up because this one was crazy. 24% of seniors in college are virgins. Hmm. Well, if you think about it, 24 is not a lot. It's not a lot, but that's a lot more than I would think. That's one out of, that's almost one out of four people. Mm. Oh, wow. Seniors. So you're 21, 22? Where were they, where did they get these statistics from? What? (laughs) Pew's research. They got it from Tinder. They got it from all kinds of places. Um, I think there were like 10 sources. Oh, wow. That's crazy. That's very right? hard to wrap my head around. That's really hard. It's, it's almost unbelievable. You now, know? let me ask you this. Did you last into your college days? Oh, no. <laughs> All right. Because you never know. You could have been like, I oh, I, I'm still. My, you know. I did last until my senior year of high school. Okay. Yeah. A lot longer than most. Yeah. Um, and I didn't go to college, so I couldn't say I lasted that long anyway. But, yeah. Um, yeah, senior year in high school. And even then, like, my friends were like, you're still a virgin? You're still a virgin? Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I'm only 18, you know? But I feel like the, as the years progress, the, the ages get younger and younger. And that's kind of scary to me, to be honest, just because we don't want babies ra- raising babies, you know? That is we true. Babies, but I don't know. It's each their own. But you how about you? Did you last a senior year in college? <laughs> I did not. Not my senior year, but it was in college. It did happen in college, um, but I, it, it wasn't my senior year. But you tapped on something pretty interesting. Like, it does seem like things are getting a lot earlier in, you know, things are happening a lot quicker. Um, like it said, 14% of teens currently have a serious girlfriend or boyfriend, whereas 16% are not dating, not in the dating scene at all. So 14% of teens are in a serious relationship. I don't know. I mean, I'm trying to think if I would consider, I guess I would have considered my relationship because I did have a a decently long relationship in high school. I guess I would consider that serious. Yeah, I did too. I didn't know what I was doing, but it was was serious at the time. Yeah, like uh, what it says, 35% of teenagers, 13 to 17, have experience with relationships. When was your first boyfriend, girlfriend? Uh, my first boyfriend was um, junior year. So that would make oh, okay. me like 16. Yeah. 17. Yeah, but I was also very sheltered as a child. And I, was, I grew up very religious. So that's the reason it happened so late for me. You know, nowadays, I feel like, it's, it's a lot easier because children aren't being watched like they should. They aren't right. being taken care of like they should, you know? So yeah, I had, I know someone who, uh, I know someone who, whose niece, you know, she's what, 12 and they had to really try to stop her from, you know, pursuing relationships and being with men, you know, and it's really scary because everything is so accessible, you know, yes. they would try to keep her off the phone or keep her away from social media, but she would always find a way to 
you know, reach out to these boys. And it's, it's, it's really scary. That's why I'm not focused on my kids right now. Especially and that was another like, one that I knew. Sex trafficking and stuff like that that you hear about, like all these sex rings and stuff like that. Even as simple as like the R. Kelly trial, you start listening to details of how he actually did all of this and how mm-hmm. many people were involved. Um, just it's crazy. And there are like, yes, absolutely. I mean, there's so many dangers for young girls, so many dangers. And I just think to back to myself at that age, I had street smarts, but still at the same time, somebody older could talk that talk, could have definitely gotten me into all kinds of different situations. Luckily for me, I was pretty sheltered too. Like my best friends were family and that's how my family raised us. We weren't really allowed to be going out to people's houses and spending the night and stuff. You want a friend, you got 17 cousins. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Them your friends is basically what they would Mm -hmm. tell us. You know what I mean? Yeah, same same with my dad and, and you know in the religion, but that's a whole another subject in itself because sometimes a religion and being constricted like that, you could end up Ooh, the opposite yeah. way. Could, it's Ain't a good thing I ain't going it. Uh huh. It is Listen, very true. It's a good thing I ended how I ended up because there's a lot of people who don't. There's a lot of people who go completely wild after be, being sheltered for so long, you know? So. Girl, freshman year was, that's when I learned. Ooh. I was like, oh my <laughs> God, some of these people have never experienced life at all. They are going crazy. Yeah. Like yeah. crazy. I mean, yeah, there were definitely so many kids and it usually was like the kids from the religious households, like the Pentecostal the um you know like the very strict uh i had a couple of friends that were jehovah's witnesses they were raised real real strict almost like pentecostal where it's like the long clothes and all that um but yeah yeah that's, that's how my religion was we had to wear scarves on our head we had to wear long sleeves all seasons skirts never wore pants and so I was evangelist um it's called apostolic faith I guess you could say it's like a combination of Jehovah Witness and Muslim. I don't know, but okay. it's a very rare religion. But yeah, we were we couldn't watch TV, we couldn't listen to music. I didn't listen to music till I got to my teens. Wow. You know, I ain't go to no amusement parks. Nothing. I'm, when I say shelter, I was very sheltered. You know, very Ooh. sheltered. So yeah. what did that look like when you finally? Um, what did your parents just decide they were getting out of the religion, or did you guys move? Um, my mom divorced my dad um she couldn't take it anymore you know so she divorced and then that's when you know she started doing her own thing which gave us permission to do our own thing as well right. because we were living with her you know but I can say even though it was very traumatizing the religion was very traumatizing I learned a lot from it you know if I, I always think about what type of person I would be if I was if I was allowed to do the things that everybody else did instead of watching tv all day I read books I had books on books on books you know instead of watching tv or listening to music i would write and write and write you know so it kind of made me into the person that i am and i still have a strong faith in god you know i just don't practice it the way my dad does you know so i'm kind of i'm glad that i was raised that way i wish it wasn't as harsh you know i did get bullied a lot in school because of it but it just made me into the person that i am today which is which is what i'm great i always have to find the positive you know yeah You know, that so comes out in your personality, even when talking to you offline, like even when I met you that day, um, you do have a very lightness Mm -hmm. about your spirit, like um, just being in your energy, like when I was near you and stuff, 
it was very easy. Like sometimes I walk up to everybody, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I kind of have to because of the show. Um, and you just never know what type of energy you're going to get. And listening to like the stuff that I heard on YouTube, the stuff that I heard you perform, um, you do, you have a very lightness about, about like your whole vibe. Um, and I think that that's so dope. Like that's really cool to know that you took that experience and just made the best of it. Cause some people, I feel like they just wallow in the, the bad things that have happened, or they always focus on the negative part of whatever the situation was rather than say, yeah, you know what? I didn't agree with that. All of dad's, you know, religious things. We didn't agree with everything with the church, but like you said, I was probably light years ahead of all the other kids in school because I was reading like crazy. And now when I go to write my lyrics, I'm a damn encyclopedia because I've been reading forever. So yeah. it's like, you know, in a way, you never know if that was a gift that your dad yeah. gave you, where it's like, you know, God isolated you in those times to build you up, to do, to, you know, fulfill your dream. So I love that that's your mindset. And I just really wish that more people were like that. So why don't y'all be like that? All right. <laughs> <laughs> no, but there was a couple ones I wanted to, I wanted to get into a couple more because some, it, the article starts to get a little dark. You know, yeah. starts to talk about, okay. you know, like abuse and stuff like that. But have you ever had a long term relationship or a long distance relationship rather? Um, no, I haven't. Smart. I have hard. And I was I was thinking about it and I don't think I want to, to be honest. I, I don't like being away from my partner. I really don't. It is tough. <laughs> it is tough. They say um, the statistics on relationships lasting show that 81% of long distance couples feel more uh, intimate with their partners after not seeing them for a long time. So it's almost like their relationship survives on the fact that they haven't seen each other in so long. So they have that passionate and then they have that, you know, distance again. So it's like, do y'all really know each other? All right. So um, I just wanted to end with uh, just one more stat. Let's see what's good. Um, oh, so it says one stat revealed 94% of women between the ages of 16 and 19 were victims of domestic violence from their partner. Do you know anyone who's experienced that? You have? Yeah. So many yeah. people say that to me. Yeah. And it, you know what? I was very young. He was very young. Um, it's not something that I hold anymore. It is something that affected the rest of my relationships. Um, not the physical abuse, because it was physically abusive for a while until I ended it, you know. Um, but it was more so the emotional abuse. You know, a lot of my insecurities came from being with a partner who you think that's the thing about being in an abusive relationship. You think th this person projects and tells you that they love you and you feel loved. You know, but then there's another side where he kind of broke me down and made me feel so insecure that I was lucky to be with him or I was blessed to be with him because I am this person and he's that person, you know, that's how it was for me. So it wasn't really the physical abuse that got to me. It was the emotional abuse that really messed with my insecurities because, you know, I, I already had a few insecurities before I met him, but I guess when we got together, he saw those and he yeah. like picked at him and picked at him and picked at him until he just broke me down. And I didn't even realize it. I was still in love with this man, not knowing that he's, you know, calling me all types of names and saying that I'm lucky to be with him. It was, it was horrible. And, you know, it really breaks my heart that 
I'm not the only one that goes through this because that's a lot of people, you know, and you said you run into people all the time that say that. So all the time I'm, I'm a lesbian. So I date women and it seems like a lot of the women that I come across have been in domestic abuse situations with other women. Oh, wow. And that blows my shit. I'm like, wait, what? But it's a big thing. It's a very big thing. Um, it's just, you know, all that stuff is just crazy. We just want everybody to be safe. <laughs> That's all I want. You know, you know what I learned? Um, I wish I knew back then, but you really have to have love yourself first. Big. Because if you work on loving yourself, then there's no room for somebody to come in and tell you that you're not nothing or to, to come in and abuse you in any way. So I know we all want love and we're craving love and we, we're lonely sometimes. But if you take time to work on yourself and build up your confidence, the right person, the only the right person is going to come to you. Anybody else is not going to be able to step to you because you know who you are, you know your worth and you know what you can accept and what you won't accept. You know, I wish somebody would have told me that back then. But that, that's my advice to anybody who's going through an abusive relationship or who has gone through a relationship. Listen, you have to build up your confidence. Love yourself first. You know, work on yourself. And that'll that'll help you avoid a lot of situations that you don't want to get into, you know. You know what, Miss Tanisha Marie, you are quite wise, young lady. You are quite wise. And that is the perfect way to end a relationship statistic article. I am so grateful for you um, being here. And I totally agree with you. You have to have that inner strength within yourself, that confidence and the ability to just be able to walk away because you love yourself that much. Yes. So thank you for that message. Yes. Thank you for having me on. This is Absolutely. I love you're such a great person to conversate with. This is oh, amazing. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Listen, before your phone totally dies, tell us where we can find all of your information one, one more time. Okay. So everything you could ever want is on my Instagram page at Tanisha Marie Music. Got the music, got the talking, going to have this podcast here, you know, going to promote it as well. Tanisha Marie Music on Instagram. If you want to collab, if you want to podcast, anything, just hit me up. Yeah. What about you? So when I post this, can you put your information so people can follow you? Absolutely. I'll have all kinds of ads and stuff like that. I'll take uh, I took a promo pic from you. I'll create all that and I'll tag you on everything. So we'll be good to go. But thank you so much. I am so grateful. We have to have you back on the show, but I appreciate your time today. Thank you for having me. I'll talk no to you problem. soon. Okay. All right. Bye. Thank you for listening to Spicy Pecan Podcast. This is a wonderful meeting.